hello and welcome to Unreported, a podcast created by African Rainbow Family and our wonderful LGBTIQ plus siblings. We're an organisation that supports LGBTIQ plus people seeking asylum and refugees in the UK. The podcast is here to provide a platform for the service users of African Rainbow Family to amplify their voices, speak their truth and share their stories. Please be aware that due to the nature of asylum and the difficult life experiences of our inspirational service users, the content we discuss is very emotional and could be triggering. If you feel affected by anything you listen to today, please seek support. Without further ado, let's jump into the podcast. So, we're joined today by the incredible Hiba Noor. She is the first transgender film director in the Muslim world, a filmmaker, an LGBTIQ plus activist. Uh, Heber is a sketch artist, a photographer, a painter. She has six years of experience working on gender equality and economic empowerment through her very own camera lens. Hi, Heber. Hello. Hi. Hi. How are you doing? Yes, I'm okay. How about, how about you? Yes, I'm not too bad. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming. I know it was a busy day yesterday at the Stand Against Uwella protest in London. I saw your yeah, amazing, I saw, yeah, I saw your amazing speech though. Um, I was very impressed. It's yeah, it sounds like it was a great day. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, that was that was very great day, and even it was opportunity to stand with our community mm. and. Uh, yeah, it's, it was a powerful uh, impact Definitely. Uh, happened yesterday, yeah. Amazing. Yeah, it really did sound like it was a great day. I was sad that I couldn't come, but we were in Manchester doing our own... Oh, yeah. Our yeah. own part I, of the protest. <clears throat> uh, one of my friends, uh, she lives in Manchester. She said to me, like, there was a very big protest in Manchester. Yeah, it was... Bigger than I expected, actually. It was really big. Um, but it was great to see so many people come out in support of the cause. And yeah, no, it was an incredible day. And I'm happy to hear that it went well for you. It was super inspiring, like I said, to hear your speech. Um, so yeah, just to jump into it, really. Um, for all the listeners today, Hebra is going to take some time to talk us through her story. Kind of from the very beginning to where she is now and it's yeah it's so impactful it's very emotional um but it's important that people hear your truth in your voice so i'm gonna hand over to you and yeah please start whenever you feel ready yeah uh Hello everyone, my name is Hiba Noor and I'm the first trans film director in Muslim world. I'm the first Pakistani who achieved a higher studies being a trans woman and I started my career from one of uh, a national TV channel morning show as a associate director and I came in this country in a couple of uh, years ago and uh, I seek asylum and in this my journey I met a wonderful organization like African Rainbow Family where I come out a first time in my life 
and uh, of course the country i belongs to in pakistan they don't have a rights for even a woman they don't have a rights even for a cis woman the country i belongs to you can buy a woman in 20 pounds the country i belongs to we're having a relationship and if it's found out you can be maybe beat by society with 100 lashes and the country i belongs to where women empowerment and women education is just a sin the country i belongs to where a woman uh, forcefully they uh, they isolate a woman in a house because uh, she's a woman where a woman just a sign of uh, a sexual a sexual desire a sign of give a birth to a children so that country is one of the uh, second largest muslim country in the world i belongs to their country the country they don't have a rights for women how you can expect a rights for lgbtqi people and if i talk about about my journey uh most of uh, my siblings they know about my story so might be on this podcast we having a new listeners so uh i want to start a bit highlight and before say about bit my story maybe there is a some trigger warning and uh, yeah so that's why be ready and uh, the 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 journey of hiba nur is a one person is the journey of a one person is a story of a one person if i just think about my childhood the first prosecution i faced in my life that started like when i was just 4 years old child because in my country we have uh, a a tradition like before sending their children to schools the parents send them to a uh, mosque to read religious education and uh, learn um, religious uh, uh, holy book because of course the arabic is not our native language so we have to be learn and then learn the holy books so same like my family they sent me to the mosque and i was like 4 years old child i when i went to mosque i just got confused there was a two rows one rows for uh, male children and one row for female children and can you imagine like a 4 5 years old child just i got confused oh my god where i have to sit because in since i have a sense on my that childhood that i was more like like to wear girly things wearing pants on my nails and uh, having on eid occasions a hina tattoos on my hands and always choose sharp colors to wear like my other female baby cousins was doing and playing with dolls and like those kind of toys and i was crying like whenever because my father he was working abroad and he was a government officer in one in civil aviation and 
uh, we used to have to go for like uh, Dubai and Emirates for shopping and stuff. And I always go with whenever with my moms, I choose like dolls. I want to buy dolls, not cars. And that time, can you imagine like I was confused wearing, wearing like a very sharp color, uh, like a, and then my his common sense and my IQ level that time decided to sit down with a female row. And I think so there was a totally absolutely right for me that I feel more uh, compassions and uh, uh, something inside me which bring me towards there. But when I just sat down there and opened the holy book, I just found myself like full of pain like a roof of the mosque is maybe fall on, on me or something happened. The teacher, the religious scholar, he threw a wooden frame, a very heavy wooden frame at my back and my back got injured and he shout on me, why your parents don't give you uh, ethics? You sat down with females. And I was like four or five years old child. And I start crying and my my back was bleeding. And and he comes out to me, he grabbed me through hairs and he was ragging me on the floor and bringing me towards to a male row. And while he found a Hina tattoos on my hands and he shout on me, he said, you know, it's haram. You are a man, you are a male child and why you are making this Hina tattoo on your hand? Your, you and your parents, they are doing sin. And he become more angry on me and he beat me with the stick of date sleeves. And then I went in unconscious and blood was coming from my mouth and from my nose. And someone told this news to my, my moms and the, she, she rescued me from the mosque. And then she never sent it to me that mosque. And with this trauma, with this uh, prosecution, I grow up. I ever asked to my mom's mom's why I was beaten very first day in a mosque. What was my sin? I haven't even read a single word. Maybe someone beat me because I didn't remember the lesson, but I haven't learned anything and I got beaten. And that question mark ever stay in my childhood to my teenage. And when I become open, then I got the answer. Same society, they'd give me the answer. And <clears throat> can you imagine like, just complete my O-level, I've been more than 20 schools, just because I was more girly, because I was a walking like a girl because I was talking like a girl, uh, because I was wearing very sharp colors. I love to grow my hairs. I love to make nail paints and have Hina tattoos on either occasions and any family functions. And through that, my school teachers and faculty, even a principal, they got angry. Oh, we have a Muslim environment. Why this child is wearing this Hina tattoos on hand? Why is nail paints on there? Your parents don't have it. And every day in parent teachers meeting, they shout on my parents, 
uh, we can't take, uh, take these children. You can find another school. And every six months, I was out from another school. I just tried to make some friends and then they're gone. And even when I become one teenage, like 14, 15, I realize even my own classmates, my school fellows, they don't uh, want to share their uh, desk, their chair with me. And some parents, they give uh, like a strict instructions to my classmates. Uh, don't sit with Hiba, otherwise you're going to be become like her. And it's a sin. And you know, like even I was very, very intelligent. I was always come like a first in my class or second in my class. But my teachers, they always have a, like a hate towards to me. Like if they have a test, even I maybe I pass, passed on my test like 100 out, out of 198 marks. But they have a hate inside. They said, no, why you didn't get two marks more? And they beat me and throw me out in the uh, 50 degree uh, sun and standing in front of the uh, classroom and just and sometime i i want to share one 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 because it's it's going to be very long and i don't want to take a lot of time but i just want to share a one one story with you of my school uh, <clears throat> so, so can you just you just have to imagine so that's that's why i want to come on sohila Bremen's statement as well like that story is not a one day story is that 24 years of my life and can you just imagine like i was i was in my school in my class and my teacher he hoot me and he said can you walk in front of all classmates like a man and <clears throat> he forced me to do that and i did of course i, I was so feminine how can i walk like a masked man yeah and then then he called to a one my classmate he said can you slap him on his face like a man of course i was not a muscular person hmm. i was slapped like like this and because i feel it's going to be hurt i slept very lightly like girls do and then the teacher he got angry on me he said every single person the 32 uh, class I have 32 strength in my class yeah so everyone come and slap Hiba oh my gosh then she will know how to slap and in front of my class I was slapped by a 32 class strength. oh my gosh that's just unbelievable to do that to a child so this is this is this is the country I came from mm. and the this statement of Sohela Braveman, she said a gay protection, a gay cannot, uh, asylum seeker don't yeah. deserve any protection. Like, Yeah, she practically said, like, being LGBT is not enough to claim asylum. Ah, uh, and she knows that. She knows that. She knows very well and her authenticity. And there is nothing different between India and Pakistani culture. Mm. We was the same, uh, same roots. Yeah. Still even... Even though in 2018, India passed a bill for LGBTQI rights, but still the society, they don't have acceptance. 
I just a week ago there is a two lesbian they got married in a temple in in Indian Punjab. Okay. And and the that temple they 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 become angry and they issue a statement against that and they went in police. Of course, there is no law, but they are saying like uh, they hurt our religion and this that and they are finding those girls. So yeah. can you imagine even you know laws in our countries like India, Pakistan passed every day, but there is no in- implementations. In my country, we have a law for respect to a woman, for protection of women, but no implementation. So, so here you can start like how my childhood beings, and then sudden I grew like when I grow up, I I ever try to uh, avoid this negativity and this cruelty, and I always fight. No, he, but you have to get. Uh, uh, education and in that level the biggest sport was for my mom and for my brother because I was an orphan child I was a six years old when I lost my father oh, I'm so sorry. and my brother he was older than me he gave all the compassion he, he gave all the strength to me and he said when I diagnosed in 2016 my gender dysphoria he said nothing wrong and I'm more proud on you and I'm oh. more happy that God give me a sister. Oh. And I always, I always feel some lake in between you and me. But now I'm more happy. I can share more things uh, which I which I can't share being being before being your brother before. But now I feel you are my sister. I have more love for you. Oh, that's so beautiful. And then my parents they said decided that because uh, I have a lot of. Uh, problems in my that city we changed that city we shifted to the capital the capital of pakistan and my brother was thinking maybe the capital is more liberal and more more liberal mm-hmm. but in the capital there was a two type of people one there was a religious extremist yeah and second there was liberal extremist okay and my brother was never know the all religious extremists. They was operated. They was operated by people who lives in capital and all liberal extremists. They also operated by the people who lived in capital. Yeah. And their top organization head office is also there. And I was a so I was a person who was so creative. I was making sketch. I was making uh, poetry. I was re- writing poetry. I was uh, in filming and photography. I got my admission in university for filmmaking. Mm-hmm. And I become like a first trans film director in Muslim world. And that title, of course, it is it is a very big title for my community. But it's, they feel it's ashamed. Wow. And I, I, I like I make ashamed with them. So while I was working with them on off channel and I was doing freelancing uh, music video tv commercials and events management i uh, organized like uh, very big uh, festivals in my country music festivals as well and during that uh, i got a, a invitation to do some coverage of some conferences and their conferences conferences was about uh, national haya movement that's mean they want to uh, they was uh, advocating 
to people to put women forcefully hijab oh and they gosh. was educating educating the people to how to behave with trans people and how to kill them and i was so innocent i never know that what's their agenda back this conference yeah and they take that project from them mm. and when the first first uh, uh project happened and the first conference was held in pakistan in the capital i don't want to mention the, the name of the mosque no because, of course uh, yeah so their mosque is the sec- seventh biggest mosque of the world and these all alike and when i went there to bring my cameras and my team and my photographer team and my video cre- team and my all crew when i saw there oh my god how i never seen these all politicians in under from different parties on under one umbrella oh. i never seen this all school of thoughts from different school of thoughts in islam like you have a, in like in christianity there is a, a, a catholic and another like similarly in islam sects. yeah yeah so in islam like shia sunni and different sect and they all under one umbrella i never seen a religious and the liberal extremist in under one umbrella oh my gosh i said what what's going to happen here and there was a big backdrop and written like a lot of thing against women and uh, uh, trans women and uh, if women not going to wear hijab in a street how islam is uh, 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 like uh, set some punishments and the law of pakistan and blah 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 and that time there was a question mark i called to my brother i said please come in this conference wrongly i got this contract and i never know who these people and if you come here and support me and i because i signed a contract and i got advance money so maybe i will just cover this day because their conference was 5 days conference oh my god and i said and i going to cover just this day and i'm not going to go i going to return their money and i'm not going to talk to them further and these people they they didn't good seems to me my brother came and the leader of that conference the mind maker again i don't want to mention the name no that was that, that person was second hand of usama bin laden that person was former ally of usama bin laden his organization was helping to usama bin laden al qaeda and ttp pakistan and taliban afghanistan to uh, help them towards to jihad mm. and the in their jihad agenda of course women and trans women are lgbtqi siblings are in hit list so i said oh my god when i read a lot about that person on wikipedia and he is most wanted second person after osama bin laden by american cia it's make me so so as anger and as really affair yeah and the spoke person of that organization she was a woman but she was so cruel woman and i talked to her i said uh, i have some issues i cannot uh carry on this my contract of course i don't want to, and i don't want to work for this cause and i don't want to make myself to work for this cause they got angry on me they say you cannot they force me to do that 
I said, how you can force me to do that? And then they start investigating about me and they kidnapped once. I, I got kidnapped once and I never know who those people. I, I ever walk in street or ever I'm driving, I feel like someone is following me on cars, on different number plates. Mm. And then I started getting a threat to calls on from unknown caller's IDs. And then I got threat. My brother, he got start, start getting threats. And then they make a room, like rumors, news and stuff like right. me and my brother. Yeah. They investigate and they come out. And when they come out, of course, they were more powerful. The establishment was with them. All political parties was with them. The religious extremists was with them. All religious different set and school of thoughts parties was with them. All extremist jihadi wings, the freedom fighter and these uh, Taliban all was uh, one ally on this under um, one person umbrella. So they they was threading and they make a news against me and my brother that me and my brother we are promoting Western and LGBTQI agenda in my country. Mm. And then they blame on us that me and my brother we organized uh, LGBTQI gay parties in American embassy in Pakistan. And can you imagine me and my brother would never been in American embassy in, no. our, in our life. Thank you so much to everyone that's tuning in to this first episode of Unreported, a podcast by African Rainbow Family. I'm sure we can all agree that what we've heard so far is heart-wrenching and frightening and equally inspirational. Um, the rest of Heber's story is still to come. Mm, this is just the moment when we took a little break, but... I just wanted to pop in and just reflect on what we've heard so far and I hope the impact of this is touching everybody as much as it did me. So yeah, let's get back to it. Yeah, no, it's just incredible to hear your to hear your story so far. Um I know there's still more to go, but what I would say is it's so inspirational to not only, I mean, I know from the perspective of the service users, from other siblings who who've, who are seeking asylum, who are refugees, but even for myself as like a, a, a gay person who's born and raised in the UK, who's been very, very privileged, it's just so inspirational to hear your strength and your power in in your story. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that the listeners will, will have the same feeling. Um, but yeah, I don't want to interrupt. I'm not sure... If you want to continue um, before. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Thank you so much for your kind comments. And uh, the reason of sharing my story, I don't want to affect the way I affect in my life. I don't want any, any person on this planet, even LGBTQ person, even, a, even any human. Mm. I don't pray this thing even for an enemy. I don't I don't want a sing, single human being uh, go through the way I go through in my life. Yeah. 
and I want to expose in front of the world and the listeners like how being LGBTQ person is 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 a prosecution and harassment and it's a sin if you're born in these countries where LGBTQI human beings don't have a rights. Can you imagine they can give food to a dog, but they don't, they, they never ever can feed a LGBTQI person. You cannot get a medicine even if you, if you sick, the doctor maybe have uh, very strong beliefs. He don't even have touch. And people, if you handshake with someone, they will wash their hands. And they said, oh, this is a sin come. They don't want to touch their shoulder with your shoulder. Oh, my gosh. So, so I was on the point like they make a rumors and that they said me and my brother, we organize LGBTQ and gay parties in American embassy. And we've never been in American embassy. And their aggression and their aggressiveness become more, more uh, hateful towards to us. They start threatening us, they attack on us. And unfortunately, we, 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 me and my family and my brother, we was on holidays. And when we come back, they attack on our house. They broke the doors and oh. the main gate, main corridors. And they, was, and they never touch any single thing from anything. They theft everything from my room. And they got all my medical evidence. They got all my transitioning thing, my psychiatrist thing, my hormonal uh, doctor reports and everything. And they become more cruel. Then they send me uh, email on from their official email. So can you think that like how brave they are? Yeah. They was not hiding it. They yeah, openly, like an open letter, like a open open death letter. You know, oh my gosh, so they're they just, send me an email. They're just saying that they've they're admitting that they've broken into your house and stole these things. Yeah. If they said you didn't come like a, a, a true Muslim, if you didn't stop your transitioning, if you didn't uh, uh, follow our instructions, we're gonna we're gonna clearly tell you we're gonna kill you and you know that who we are. Oh. That was the email, like an open letter. And then they they made an application in the police station against me. Oh. And then my brother, he was really fear of me. He, he, he's scared from these people as well. And he said, for a time being, you have to leave the country. Because uh, I got immediately... Uh, a visit visa and I fly to uh, nearest country, Emirat, and I fully hide myself. Of course, it was visit visa and I have to come back. I cannot stay even I cannot apply uh, asylum there because it's another Muslim country and I have yeah. to hide myself. And when I come back and uh, my brother said, don't come in capital, go away from the south of south of the country because the capital is in the north mm -hmm. and the south city is with, with uh, uh, seaside. So it's a 1600 kilometers different from that city to that city. And I hired myself there. Wow. Meanwhile, they didn't stop. They start threading to my brother in on any case on 
any worth you have to provide us a hiba you have to produce hiba of course he was my brother of course he he was my blood my blood relation mm. and he denied he said he don't know where she is and they said you're a liar and they were keep threading to my brother and i was in another city and i cannot forget the day the day i received a call they kill my brother oh i'm so sorry hipa and can you imagine the the vehicle of my brother was totally okay and they broke every single part of my brother body and when i comes to the police and the police said like it's in a road accident oh yeah and and my life friend my best buddy my protection gone hmm. it's just unthinkable it's just evil and what was his sin just to give a protection to his trans sibling mm. what was his sin even they didn't think the way they they beat my brother and they killed that it can be a trans person lgbtq person can be comes from any 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 way from anyone yeah a trans i'm a trans woman a straight man a straight and straight woman give me a birth mm i didn't came from any cage i'm not alien i'm a human being and the day i lost my brother i lost my my soul and can you imagine like how i was feeling today if i have a strength to talk why i'm saying because maybe i will never never get justice for my brother for my country mm. but i can i can expose them in front of other worlds yeah and here i want to point of view point one thing also hela bremen you are representative of a commonwealth countries through united kingdom you should have to force these countries not just for economic benefits mm. for these laws they make um, our countries hell mm. on these human rights violence there should be some banned and some economic uh, strikes with them to stop this cruelty and then after 3 months of my brother my mom she diagnosed liver cancer oh, just because of the shock and depression yeah after the death of my brother after just a week my grandmother she died just because of the shock of a young 32 years old grandson death mm. and then after 3 months when i bring my mom's to a hospital and they said is a liver cancer and i bring her for liver transplant because the cancer was in first stage can you imagine the doctor 
in a hospital he received a threats from ministry of health oh. that they cannot treat to a to a mother of a transgender person it's and they just, left my yeah. mom to die they left my mom to die and they start given her to high dose medications that she expires soon and then they was threading me we are looking at hospital if you attend a hospital you will be killed and can you can you imagine uh i couldn't attend my mom's funeral just because of this fear oh dear it's just un unimaginable and i just want you to thank you for being so vulnerable i i truthfully I, i can't imagine i know you asked me can i imagine i can't i can't even begin to understand what that was like for you to go through um but it's just important that people listen and hear your story and i i hope that people like suella braverman the uk home secretary i hope that they hear these stories they hear your story and just rethink the way that they see the world and the kind of policies and misinformation that they'd like to put out i want to i want to say or i don't have that power the seat she have but i have my words i wish i can open my heart and show her the grief i bring for my country and show her today my mom's died my world gone this world finish in front of me and was hiding myself in somewhere in pakistan and receiving threats that i can't attend my mom's funeral and then their hate didn't stop there they bulldozed my mom's and my brother graves and put sewerage water there and they said they don't deserve a muslim graveyard because they are they are parents of a transgender woman i'm just for the listeners i'm just shaking my head because i can't i can't even begin to process the evil of those people and can you imagine when when i leave my country at the midnight 1 o'clock alone i went in that graveyard and finding my mom's grave oh heba if it's all right with you heba i think it would be a good place to stop for today I I know how much you want to get your story out into the world and I can see how traumatizing it is for you to have to go over this again but it just shows how important it is for people seeking asylum to get the safety in the sanctuary that you deserve and I'm just so sorry I'm 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 sorry and I'm heartbroken to hear your story i just want to say a uh, one one word to to this to this to to the to the law makers to the policy makers to the 
to the authority like Suhila Brahman. We didn't came here for any other cause. We pay for this. We pay a big plenty for this. We are not here for your six pounds. We are here not for here to be, get become more rich. I was more rich back in my country. Mm. We are here to get a free breath as an equal human beings. We have a right to live on this planet. Yeah. And we are looking for the justice. And your words cannot, dear Suhila Preman, your words cannot pay the depth of my tears. And like my other siblings from LGBTQI people. And this Hiba Noor story can be exist in Uganda. This Hiba Noor story can be exist in Nigeria or any other African homophobic country or any Middle East Arab country or any South Asian country like me, my country. And this, uh, this is a one one person story of Hiba Noor, but there may be a many Hiba Noor are still facing this harassment and this prosecution on this planet. We didn't download from, from, from any software. Uh, LGBTQI exists exist with humans history. We didn't came uh, two years be, be back or hundred years back. We exist before you. Yeah. So why, why the government policy makers, they don't think when they're making policies, they don't think how they are affecting a human beings. And these policies, they are given a privilege. They are given a strength to those countries. They are already make these shits again, already in their countries. Recently, a Sharia court of Pakistan, the federal Sharia court of Pakistan is a top court like Supreme Court, mm -hmm. they passed a bill against LGBTQI and transgender people. If you change a gender, it's a sin and it could be a lifetime detention with death penalty. And I was, when I was reading this 107 pages court decision, and you know, in it's just passed in Feb 2023. Mm -hmm. And when I was reading this, I got shocked. I there is a arguments they give in the court from Bible. They give arguments give from Quran. But the biggest argument which make me very down and ashamed when in the court they said transgender people don't have rights even by Tory parties in United Kingdom. How we can give a transgender protection in Islamic Republic of Pakistan? Mm. And this arguments is written on the judgment and this is the face of Tory parties wow. in the United Kingdom. I want to thank you for coming on and telling your story. I can't, I can't even begin to express how, how painful it is to hear everything that you've gone through just to be who you are and what's happened to your family and your country and all, all I want to say to finish off is that I thank you and that 
you're so valid in in who you are and you're so loved in who you are by your community around the world and i just hope that the fact that you're able to share your voice here is is a message that can get through to people like suella braverman and can really impact the way that they see what they're doing that the policies yeah. are not about economy they're about people and you know like if people don't exist how are you going to make economy Econ yeah. economy exists through people yeah exactly what's wrong being if i talk about myself what's what's wrong with me i i'm not talented i'm not educated i cannot contribute in country uh, building of course i can mm. but they all they put in hell just because on one thing that i i choose the way i am the way i born mm. yeah. and i know who we are and i know why we came in this country yeah and for that we don't need any stamp from government mm. and you who designed a 1951 geneva convention on human rights grounds that's why we here because we here from my childhood to now i read about shakespeare i read about uh, and other fiction stories like horn and the beautiful uh, compassions of the britain people but i, I never knew about sela bremen mm. i never knew about rishi sonic that how they are putting a lgbtq human beings towards to walls are she is representing a country like pakistan or she is representing of united kingdom in last 20 years the lgbtq people they get more freedom in this country but these they gonna bring us back in 1970s like i said i just want to thank you um for your voice and for your for sharing it because i you know for those who can't see to the listeners this is obviously very upsetting for heba and and for myself just to see another person having to go through all this just to be who they are is is just unbelievable so please listen and please take from this that there's something you can do to to create change in the world and that is to use your own voices yeah. be be a be a passion i want to say at the end uh, just one sentence no no problem to my to my listeners be and the way you born live the way and proud on yourself and mark your shade and shadow on this planet before they leave this planet we exist and we have a power incredibly powerful words yeah thank you so much thank you thank you so much uh, uh, for such a uh, um, amazing uh, podcast and uh, thank you so much african rainbow family for all the way of support and compassion and love and uh, i just gonna salute african rainbow family and ceo of african rainbow family she is really really doing well and she is really down to earth she is a inspiration of hibanur yeah adronke apata and there we have it the very first episode of our unreported podcast 
created by African Rainbow Family and we're so fortunate to have had the incredible Hiba Noor for our first episode. I'm sure that you can all agree that her story is so powerful and editing this a few days after our conversation, after recording this, I'm just hit once again by how heartbreaking but how inspiring her story is. Through everything that she's been through, she's still campaigning for the equality of trans and LGBTIQ plus people. And yeah, she's a force to be reckoned with. And I'm so fortunate and I feel so privileged to have been able to sit down and have this conversation with her. So that's it for now. Thank you so much for tuning in and I look forward to speaking to you again soon in episode two.